Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hallelujah. Talk Hallelujah. Live. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 I this tonight I Oh, the devil. Jesus. I'm not gonna be let me try one more time. It don't look like I can get in to talk to you tonight. Something is going on with the website. But that's okay. Cause Still can talk on the phone. Thank you, Lord God. I might just can't. Mm. I might can't record tonight or see the callers, but praise God. God is God. He's king on the throne in heaven and earth. Mm. He is going to do what he does, and he does his best. Mm -hmm. And I thank him for that. And I'm going to say good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Girl Talk tonight, the place for real talk for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Burgess Gordon. Some call me prophetess, some call me sister, some call me mother, but God calls me daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so welcome to Girl Talk. Uh, I am the host for this Talk to call tonight from Girl Talk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with some prayer first because I see the enemy is trying to, mm-hmm. he's trying to hinder the night. So I'm going to shut him down for a minute <laughs> before I go on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I mm-hmm. thank you tonight, Father, for the blood of Jesus that cancels and nullifies any plans of the enemy on our lives, God. You went to the cross and took everything that we could ever do or ever did, and you took it to the cross, died, and resurrected again for new life in us to give us new life. And we thank you for that new life tonight, God. So we plead the blood on this line that there will be no hindrance from any satanic or demonic forces. We take control of the atmosphere right now. We take control of the hemisphere. We take control of the stratosphere. And the blood of Jesus reigns, rules, and conquers tonight. There is victory in you, God. And every woman on this line will have victory tonight, God. Victory is given to us, God. We can choose to take it or we can choose to leave it. But one thing that we do know is that we have it. We have victory in Christ Jesus. So we thank you tonight, Father, that you're going to show up and you're going to show out. You're going to talk to your women tonight. And we have an attentive ear to hear what you're going to say, God. We give you rule, reign in our lives, in our heart tonight, God. So you come in and take over. <laughs> My God, you come in and take over. Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. 
Have your way on this line. Have your way in every heart on this line, God. Let those that have ears be able to hear. Let those have eyes be able to see, God. I ask you to unstop our ears. And pull the scales off our eyes so that we can see and hear what you want us to hear, God. And we thank you, God, and we give you glory. So the glory shall be given to you, God. Your people will be edified, you will be glorified, and the devil will be nullified. So we thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And I come in again and I say welcome to Girl Talk. I am Prophetess Burgess Gordon. I'm from Moment with Christ Ministries, which is located in Lilburn, Georgia, where my pastor is Prophetess Lydia Picari. We welcome you. We welcome you to Girl Talk tonight. Ladies, we have a full night tonight. God has shifted some things during the day and uh, well, my time with him last week, we had touched on the subject of soul ties. Don't think that we are uh, forgetting about soul ties because we are in soul ties. Yes. And there are some things I told you about soul ties. I explained to you what was a soul tie, uh, and and uh, I think I hit on some of what was a godly soul tie and what was a, a ungodly soul tie. Tonight, I'm going to shift a little bit, but before I shift and tell you what we're going to be talking about, let's read our theme scripture for Girl Talk, which is Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I'm reading from the Living Bible, uh, the paraphrased Living Bible, and it says, and so, dear brothers, so I'm going to say, oh, so, dear sisters, Mm -hmm. I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? Two, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. And what does that mean, that last gift? Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. God is saying, when you experience me and your everyday life, then you will be satisfied to want more of me. So yeah. do we want more of him tonight? We want more of God tonight. The Lord gave me this afternoon. Um, he said, tell the girl, the ladies on the line, uh, about reconciliation. Mm. Reconciliation. He says he wants reconciliation from us as women. I'm not even talking about the body of Christ tonight. I'm talking to my women, and we're talking about reconciliation. And he said, you know, he wants to be, wants us to be reconciled back to him. He wants us to be reconciled back to him so we will know our purpose. Yeah. We will know our purpose. What does reconciliation mean? I like to always say I'm a word person. I when I when God give me a word. I like to know what it means. I might have some kind of thought of what it means, you know, from going to school as a kid and learning words. I might have my own thought, but I found in the English language a word can mean more than one thing. 
I, I looked up reconciliation, and it says the restoration of a friendly relation. Mm. The restoration of a friendly relation. And then it says the action of making one view or belief compatible with another. Mm. And that one, I, I, I just love that because he said we're going to take the action. The action, action is movement. Mm-hmm. Action is movement. We have to move and we have to do something to make one view or belief compatible with another. So we have to make our belief compatible with Christ Jesus. What does he believe? He believes that the Father is the Father and he's the Son. We have to make we have to believe that he is what he says he is. So we have to take our beliefs, our philosophy, our thoughts, and become compatible with him. And then we'll be reconciled back to him. See, because we think that when we do the salvation uh, chant, that's what I call it, salvation chant. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm just real. The salvation chant, we yeah. think that's it. Mm. We stop right there. You know, oh, I believe that God died. Jesus died was- on the cross. And he saved me from my sins. And on the three days, he, he was raised by the power of God. I believe that. Mm-hmm. So, and the word said, and you shall be saved. You shall be saved. So that's just a process. Shall is an ongoing word. It doesn't stop. There's an action. There's something that you have to promote to be ongoing with that word. There's something that you have to do. So we, a lot of us stop at that. We don't allow ourselves to be reconciled back with God. We don't let the process of reconciliation come in. So God says tonight, he wants us to be uh, reconciled. He wants reconciliation with us. Amen. He wants us to be restored into our friendly relationship with him. He wants us to be come in one view and belief with him. Amen. 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 I thank you, ladies. I just, I just had to give you that because God was talking to me about that, and I wanted to just, you know, sometimes, you know, God tells you things for yourself. And you have to examine yourself. You know, he says examine yourself daily. So when he gives you something, you hear it, you know, you take it and you mirror yourself with it. But I was so excited about it. I mirrored myself with it. I'm like, okay, God, if I'm lacking anywhere reconciling myself with you, help me. Help me. Help me to see where it is so that I can move forth in you. I can move forth with you. And so I came tonight to share that with you because, ladies, I want you to be in reconciliation with the Father. I want you to be in reconciliation. So I want you all to take that thought back to you with you tonight and, Mm -hmm. you know, in your quiet time, talk to the Lord and ask him, Lord, where am I lacking in my reconciliation with you? Where am I falling short? And wherever I'm falling short, God, show me and help me to get to the place that you desire for me to be. Mm. Amen. Amen. Let me just read this one verse, and then we're going to move on to our topic tonight. Again, you know, we are really talking about soul ties, and all we talk about is in soul ties because a godly soul tie is when we soul tied to the Father. That's one of the godly soul ties. So that's where the reconciliation came in at. 
So I want to just read this, and I'm reading 2 Corinthians 6.14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with mm-hmm. unbelief. For what fellowship has righteousness mm-hmm. with unrighteousness? Mm-hmm. And what communion has light with darkness? Now, that's the King James. I just, you know, because I love my little paraphrase mm-hmm. living Bible, so I just want to kind of see what it says. And that one, if it can give us a little bit more breaking down, which it really doesn't need to, because that should be kind of evident of what it's saying. But and the new new in the the Living Bible, uh, that scripture, First Corinthians second, first Second Corinthians six fourteen says, "Are we insane to say such things about ourselves?" If so, it's to bring glory to God. And yeah. if we are, oh, I'm reading the wrong thing. I'm sorry. Give me one moment. Okay. Don't be teamed with those who do not love the Lord. For what do people of God have in common with the people of sin? How can light live with darkness? And what harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a Christian be a partner with one who doesn't believe? That was 14 and 15. Now, I just want to make this point because I don't want nobody to chop my head off. <laughs> it says not to be unequally, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. It's not telling us that we shouldn't talk to unbelievers because we need to share the goodness of the Lord to unbelievers. And stop sharing it with people that's supposed to believe us all the time. I find that we always want to talk to somebody that's already Christian or already believes in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need to talk. What it's saying to us is that we 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 have to sh- bring light to that darkness, but not to allow ourselves to get hooked to them if they don't want to reconcile. If they don't want to reconcile and see the view of what the Father has done to for them. Mm-hmm. But we can share the good news with them. I don't impose my beliefs on anyone. Mm-hmm. I just tell them what I believe. I'm not going to tell you, and I, I'm honestly going to not tell you that you're going to hell if you don't believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. You will see. You will see. You'll see it. I'm going to live my life. You know, like I these people will come and they'll tell you, a Muslim will tell you what they believe, and Buddhas, you know, people, they'll tell you what they believe. Everybody that has a religion will tell you what they believe, but Christians are scared to tell what they believe because they say, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. You're not going to be offending them. You are telling them what you believe, and that gives them room to think about it. It gives them room to think about it. I just want to leave that thought. That one was for free. So let's move on tonight. Are you all ready for tonight? Uh, we're going to be talking. I have a, a, a young lady, my a friend and colleague, a good woman of God tonight, and she's going to come in and she's going to give us a little something, and then I'll close up after she gets to talking to us, whatever God gives me to talk about after I hear what she's talking to my to my temple about, my church. She's going to be talking about how we're loving. It's my sister, Valerie Jacob. Valerie, are, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Good evening. Hello. All right. <laughs> How's everybody evening, tonight? 
I'm well. Good, good. Mm. Good, good. So, um, are we ready to have a conversation about how we loving ladies? Yes. Please. Help. All right. <laughs> so, um, well, God is going to help all of us. <laughs> he is the teacher. Um, so I want to use tonight um, as a launching pad for what we're going to talk about. Um, Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. And I am going to read that from the New King James Version. Mm-hmm. And it says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 40 says, on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophet and the prophets. So the, top, the topic tonight is how you're loving. Um, it's apparent to me from this passage because you know how the old folks said the, it's the red text, so that means Jesus is talking. So what I read to you tonight um, was Jesus' response to the Sadducees that were trying to trip him up, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, because um, Jesus was um, confrontational. I don't know why um, sometimes in Christendom today we think that that's not consistent, but Jesus was very confrontational. Um, he he was about his father's business, and um, he took no prisoners. Everybody that was in his uh, along his path, um, he engaged them in the truth. Um, you can look at the text where he encountered the Samaritan woman, the Samaritan woman, and um, he he asked her for water, and they had an exchange, and she said, "What are you doing talking to me? You're not supposed to be talking to me." And they go on, and he uh, he said, "You're not supposed to ask me for a drink of water." And then he says, "Well, if you drink this water that I have for you, you'll never thirst again." And he kind of read her mail. He 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 went to her. Um, uh, Prophetess Burgess was talking about um, not being equally yoked, but we are supposed to be the salt and light. And you can be in the kingdom and not be equally yoked, because some of us um, think that I'm not saying any of us in particular, but some folks think that once we have made our confession that Jesus is Lord, we're in. We know a few scriptures. We've been been, um, invited to a few places to um, exegete a passage, and we have a prayer language, and we are good. But I believe God (laughs) wants to ask us, how are we loving? So Jesus tells us in this passage how we're supposed to love. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart. And just in case we didn't know what this heart was referring to, it's the center of our emotions, feelings, mood, 
and passions. And then he said, with all of your soul. So our soul, excuse me, is referring to our life, uh, living our lives um, out loud. Our soul is our mind, our will, emotions, and affections. Um, so that he didn't, and he didn't put them all together. And then he said, with all your mind, and mind is defined as your intellectual processes in a narrow sense, more broadly, the sum total of a person's mental mood or state of being. So for me, that is all-inclusive. That means that my affections and my attention, if I'm, if I'm loving God, are to be driven by what's important to God. My priorities of the day my relationship status, my vocation, how I handle conflict, mm-hmm. all of those things are subject to how God and Scripture, Jesus, models for us how to handle conflict. And um, so sometimes we are very good at um, dressing up. As women, we know how to be absolutely stunning when we step out the door. And on the inside, there's so many things um, that we are just kind of dragging along. I I used to uh, do exercise when I would teach, and I would always have notes in my Bible and sticky pads and and, um, different notes. And I found that when I really said yes to God, he kind of lifted up. I would, I would use myself metaphorically as my Bible. And he grabbed the binders, the both ends, and he just shook out everything that was inside. And it went all over the place. <laughs> because much of the stuff that we have acquired in our walk, even in our well-meaning to, to become who God desires you to be is not very helpful. Um, you see a lot of competition. Um, we have a problem with being authentic. Um, what, you know, uh, prophetess teaches in a different way than I teach, and her uh, pastor Lydia teaches different than my pastor teaches, and they are all saying the same thing in a different way, and they have different expressions of those gifts, Mm-hmm. But, you know, how are we loving? Do we make a mistake and then cover it up by getting married? Do we sleep with the wrong guy and mm. uh, mistake it by saying, oh, well, I was just weak? Or do we do what Scripture says? It says that we should plead fornication. And mm-hmm. then we classify our our breaches in, in uh, order of priority. Like adultery or fornication is less of a sin than gluttony or lying or, or, or murdering someone with our mouth, gossiping and lying. The Bible says that God hates lying. So I, just, I guess I just want us to begin to look at who we are. So if we're looking at loving our neighbor, uh, the neighbor of the people that you share land with. So since our whole globe is full of land, I would say our neighbor is anybody that we would encounter. 
Would you not say that? Is everybody gone? No, we're listening. No, we're listening. <laughs> They're there. Okay. So, so that was not a rhetorical question. Who is your neighbor? Is it the person that lives next door, or is it the person that we share community with? Is it our employees? Is it our family? Like, who would you consider your neighbor according everybody to Everybody that's around me in my surroundings. Amen. Right, okay. everyone, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just, I just want to make sure we're trekking together. Okay, so always when there's a, a, a directive for Christ, there is a tension that we have. So if we go to Romans 12 and we look at verses 17 and 18, it says, never pay back evil evil for anyone to for evil to anyone do things in such a way that everyone can see you as honorable oh my Mm. do your part to live in peace with everyone as much as possible i I think we're presented with the tension because here he's saying don't do evil for evil and as much as possible that we're supposed to live at peace with everyone. And then the other passage we read, uh, Christ is, Paul is speaking in Romans, but the other passage we read, Christ was telling us how to live. The order is love God first with everything that we have, essentially, our whole entire being, and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. And you notice he qualified that. He didn't say love your neighbor more than yourself, And he didn't say love your neighbor less than yourself. He said love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Wow. So I'm going to suggest that it, from this passage, that it may be difficult to love my neighbor if I don't really know how to love myself. Mm. Exactly. And so then we have life that happens, and breaches occur, and people offend us. Mm-hmm. We, we get to choose whether or not we are going to be offended or let offense rest with us, or if we're going to release that offense, because um, that hinders our ability uh, and sometimes I will I will like an offense often as pain. And when we are offended or in pain, it inhibits our ability to hear properly. It inhibits our ability to judge and discern properly. Um, pain inhibits our ability to know often what is healthy and what is beneficial. Because when you're desperate and you're lonely, you might perceive company as companionship Mm. or you may perceive company as a friendship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when the measuring stick is to love when i'm loving god with all that i am my heart my mind and my soul then i can let those places that are dark or not clear be decluttered by his Holy Spirit so that I can discern where my relationships are, where I'm equally yoked. 
because we are, that's how we get the job accomplished in, in our walk is through community. The word of God says that we're one body that he created us to, that, to be fitly to joined together and that every joint, every member supplies a need. Amen. So there are different um, positions of authority and responsibility. And it also tells us that those that teach the word should be prepared for a greater judgment than those that don't. So sometimes when we run to be the front and to be the leader, we might want to ponder that a little harder because there's an expectation that God has from us that we would search ourselves. So how do you decide who you're going to love? How do you decide where you're going to give your affections and your time? How do you discern where your church community is? How do you decide when it's time to distance yourself? Because the inference here is is when you have been offended or when someone has uh, done something that's evil against you, he says to do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do your part to live in peace with everyone as much as possible. And sometimes that means separation. Saul and Barnabas for a while were together, and then there came a part where they, at that time when they had to go separate ways mm-hmm. because there were things that they couldn't agree on, but they still were working to build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Is this making sense? Yes. Our, amen. Amen. Okay. So how do we know? So we're supposed to be maturing. Right? So these instructions, loving and and maturing and growing is what Girl Talk is all about, and it's about being transparent. And one of the things that I love about the 12 Steps and the Recovery Bible is it it all starts with you and and taking your personal inventory. And... We are all recovering. I'm going to be presumptuous, the thing that I don't like for people to do, but I'm going to assume that in some place in our lives we're recovering from something, Um, whether it's our formative years, whether it's um, a decision that we made that didn't uh, go the way that we would like it to have gone, um, whether it's the the cares of life that just come with living. Um, Anytime you're born into a family that presents particular challenges with it when you're trying to navigate a family, um, even inside of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Okay. So um, the hard work that I have is just some questions because that's that's what God gave me. Some evidence that we are maturing uh, would be the following. Um, do you have a healthy self-image? If I ask you who you are or how you're doing, how would you answer me? And could somebody answer me? Mm-hmm. This is not a trick question. Could somebody answer? <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? How you doing, Prophet? <laughs> um, I'm 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 blessed and highly favored. <laughs> That's a good way to get me to disconnect the call. 
<laughs> I can buddy, right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So how you doing, Prophetess? I'm not doing too well today. Mm. Mm. Is there something I can do to support you? Is there an area that I can pray for you in? Is there um is there something I can do to to help you to be in a place where you're better than I found you? Amen. You can pray for strength for me. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Then I will do that. Is there anyone else that wants to tell me how they're doing other than blessed and highly favored? Because you're on the line of Girl Talk. It's <laughs> you're blessed and highly favored. Oh, well. Ah, this is Tina from New York. I am beyond blessed. I am beyond favored. Favored, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for what God has been doing for me in my life. Um, he's been opening doors for me that are incredible, that I would not ever think that I'd be stepping into where I'm stepping into today. Um, I have no complaints today, even with my body and my physical body not being 100%, I can get up, I can walk, I can drive, and I can expound on other people. I can go and share God's word with others. Even in my own pain, I can bring light to somebody's day. And that's the best thing that I can say about my life, that he has brought me to a point to where I can use everything I'm going through to enlighten somebody else. Or I can even put my stuff aside to lift somebody's day, to lift somebody else's spirit, and not focus on myself. And that was one thing I used to do. I used to focus so much on me, but now I focus on others and what I can do in the kingdom for God. So I am wonderfully blessed tonight. Amen. Amen. Anybody Amen. else want to say how they're doing? <laughs> yes. Good evening, ladies. I, I love you. Uh, thank you, Valerie, for a good word. I mean, it's it's so enlightening and enriching me right now, and uh, it's so timely for me. Uh, this is uh, Prophetess McDonald, and I am uh, in a place of self-examination, but just as I was sitting here beginning to uh, share, uh, respond to your question, the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance uh, the triumphant entry. And in the gospel, when Jesus told the disciples, go into town and get me a donkey and untie him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeling like a donkey right now. <laughs> oh, don't feel uh, uh, he, used the, he used the donkey to preach, didn't he? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just saying, he told the prophet, the donkey told the prophet. Yes. He was uh, tied to and that he shouldn't be and um, and that he was on the wrong track and, and, and corrected him through a donkey. And so... Um, at the same time, uh, the donkey was used to uh, epitomize the humility with which 
um, God would uh, triumph for us, redeem us, and reconcile us. So I, I, I'm thankful for this word and, and I'm thankful for God untying me to some of the vows, some of the false teaching, the misunderstanding that I have um, through the years uh, been tied to. Um, uh, I thank God for untying me um, in this season and allowing me to be used for entry, his entrance into the situation, into my life, my situation, and the life and situations of others. So that's where I'm at today. Thank you for asking, uh, uh, Sister Valerie. I, I appreciate you so much. Yeah. So now, now, I have, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, Go ahead. Okay. I was going to add something. I'm going to say um, this is Charmin. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm going to say this. I woke up this morning with the Lord, like, with the Lord saying to me, like, I'm here in the spirit. I say, stand up, stand in my name. Usually, sometimes I back down and I cower down from doing mm-hmm. things. When, when I hear, I feel the spirit or the voice saying it, um, I shy away from it. But today I did. I stand up. I walk in faith. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought about and it revealed to me that, be like, be like Daniel in the lion's den. He's thrown to the lion, but he stood up. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown into fire, but they didn't get burned. So I decided, I'm like, I'm going with you, Lord, and I stand with the Lord. And there's a lot of things I stood up to today in certain ways. And, and I say, in Jesus' name, and I stood by it. And even though some results weren't, you know, what I personally would want, but I see how I stood, how I stand in Jesus' name today, how I went by my spirit, and I see how you work, because I actually have some, like, I, I, I have some peace of mind based on the standing in, you know, in Jesus' name, and, and you know, and the revelation that was brought to me, and I stood by it. So that was my day. <laughs> that Amen. Okay, so now, now, ladies, I ask you how you're doing. How are you loving? How is your love walk? Mmm. Mmm. That's good. Mmm. Well, I think that my response is carrying over into that, Sister Valerie, being untied. You know, um, it's it's so um, I won't say it's so kingdom minded that we are on the same page in that reconciliation, that love, those first two commandments, and that's really what I'm untied to, and I'm I'm tying myself or being tied to through the Spirit of God to the love of God to God Himself. He is love, and just recognizing um, some of the deception and um, things that you can be tied to that may look like love, feel like love, sound like love, but it's not God, uh, quite frankly. So, you know, again, I'd say this is a right now word for us as women and for us as believers 
um, to be tied to the love of God to make that our priority. To help me understand, when you say tied to the love of God, what does that mean? I don't understand that. You need to help me understand that. That uh, I I believe I heard you say um, that I'm putting that first, that that's how I'm operating from. I am one with him, and he's one with me. We are unified. We are reconciled. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, it's more of him and less of me. So that's that's what I mean by that. Okay. Mhm. So how would I see that? How would you see that played out? Uh, how would I see that in in everyday life? I I will tell you. Um, it's really starting in my home and um, being much more aware how I respond to my family and what I am uh, looking like and sounding like um, more like my father, more like my um, brother, Jesus, um, and, and, and really uh, walking more after the spirit rather than the flesh, not <laughs> So fleshly driven, uh, that's what that looks like. You know, saying no to myself in some areas, you know, being able to say no to my family members uh, in some areas and, and, and know that that's me loving them and not feeling guilty, you know, or, or condemned uh, by their lack of response or understanding that that's, that's that's what it is. It's the love of God flowing through me um, that I'm, I, I, I'm uh, saying this to out of the love of God. So that's how it's really acting out, that um, I'm keeping silent, speaking the truth in love. So when I define love, agape, I just want to have a working definition of love. Sure. Because we get off deep and say what agape is. So for me, for a working definition, um, love is the sum total of our actions, attitudes, and affections towards another that are consistent with God's highest good for them. Mm -hmm. Say that that again, please, my sister. Nice. Love love is the sum total of our actions, attitudes, and affections towards another that are consistent with God's highest good for them. There are no no conditions on this love. There is no manipulation in this love. There's no expectation for favors or reciprocity in this kind of love. That's the kind of love that I'm talking about. Yes, that's the motive. Search it. Yes. So we are loving ourselves, the same holds true. When I'm loving myself, my attitude, mm. my my affections, and my behaviors towards myself and how I treat myself are aiming towards the highest good or God's highest intent for mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we mature and grow, that should begin to look different in our relationship to ourselves and in our relationship with others. Amen. One of the, I have some, 
some things for you just to mull over, and I'm done. I just have some questions, some evidence that we are maturing because that's what we're called to do. That's what it means when Paul said that um, when we were children, we had the, we we consumed the milk, but his desire is that we would mature into the meat of the word. So some evidence that we are maturing is that we are aware of our strengths and challenges, and we own both. Yeah. That we have a healthy regard for truth, even when it cuts yeah. or challenges us. Yeah. Amen. We we cease to compete with others mm. and strive to be our best selves. We mm-hmm. are quick to receive correction and wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Amen. We, we are quick to forgive others and mm. ourselves. Mm. And then we repeat that cycle by doing honest self-reflection mm. in the presence mm-hmm. of God and mm-hmm. with a truth-telling friend that loves us enough to tell us the truth. I don't want a friend that loves me and we're having a good time and I'm all in church and everything and I need a mint and she doesn't give me one. What kind of love is that? (laughs) Yeah, that's what my pastor say all the time. (laughs) You know, you don't really love me if you know I need a peppermint and there's flames coming out of my mouth. And you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Okay? If you understand that um, I've outgrown my clothes, you might say, sis, let's go see if we can pick up a, a larger outfit, something that covers all of your black Every part of you can fit in. Yes, yes, yes. You know, that's what love does. Oh, I know that you have picked up a lot of weight in this last year and a half. If you're going to finish this race well, you have to be healthy. Yes. So when we talk about stewardship and love, stewarding mm. includes our relationship with ourselves and others. Yes. It, it also includes how we steward our time. Are you letting people that are leeches suck up all your time? Or are you making wise investments with your time? Yeah. Do you love yourself enough to guard your time? Do you love yourself yeah. enough to guide your, guard your energy? Yeah. Do, you, do you love yourself to let someone else do the watering when you planted the seed the scripture says one plant, another waters, and God gives the increase. Are you willing to love someone else to just plant that seed and let God give them the increase in his own time and in his own way? Are you so emphatic that it has to come through you and you <laughs> got to get it done and they got to see this? Mm. Yeah. My mind. Good stuff. Because love allows for the the process of God to be evident in others' lives. Mm -hmm. So those are just questions for you in your quiet time, um, you know, that that, that ask, that really help help us to know if we're maturing. Because sometimes 
we're just in the faith, but we're not growing. Yeah. And so it takes honest relationships. The Word of God says there's safety in a multitude of counsel. You will know who's assigned to you to tell you the truth. You know who you're assigned to that you can be naked and ashamed, Mm -hmm. unashamed with, and be better because of that. You can be vulnerable with them because they love you because God assigned them to love you. And there is a refreshing and an authenticity and a safety that you have in those relationships. And if you don't have at least one or two of those, then I would ask you to retreat and ask God to redirect your affection to the place that he wants them to be. Mm. So the question was, how do you love? Again, our scripture uh, references were Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40, Mm. and Romans 12 through 18. Because when we are offended and when we know um, when people have a, patterns of behavior that are often predictable. We're not to judge them, but we are to live as as, it, as you are mm-hmm. able. So I, I took this, um, the NIV says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, yes. you and I live at peace with everyone. And sometimes that means we need to distance ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because yep. no one should be able to steal your peace. So until we can be in a place where we can guard our peace, we need to put distance between leeches that suck our life out of us uh, spiritually. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, so do, are there any questions? Because we're 12 minutes off the top of the hour. I know Prophetess wants to wrap this up. She may want to clarify things that I haven't. But do you have any questions for me? Going one. <laughs> Going twice. I don't I, I don't wanna uh I don't have a question but I do have a comment, Sister Valerie, this is for you and yes. and, and it's truly out of love that I I really can um say in my heart that I the very question you asked me about love and action, I, I've heard it from you tonight and from your heart, and I I really appreciate it, and I don't take it lightly at all. So thank you for loving me, us, enough to uh, share what you've shared with us, and, and God bless you for it. Thank you. Thank you so much. We we Thank can you. be so we can be so um, caught in um, what I call Christianese language mm-hmm. that we don't drill it down to the lowest common dom- denominator. Mm-hmm. If, if if you can't get my communication, then I've just wasted your time and mine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I haven't provided you with clarity in terms of how the app what the application would look like, then I missed mm-hmm. the mark. And that's my goal. The goal is to empower you. Okay. So the the things that I left you with were assessing your self-image, having a healthy regard for the truth, even when it presents a challenge, 
You cease to compete with others, and you strive to be your best self. You receive correction quickly, and you are quick to forgive others and yourself. And you do honest reflection, and the cycle repeats. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm passing it back to you, prophetess. Amen. Amen. That was wonderful. A wonderful word on how you are loving, how you're loving. And what I heard in it for me, for my particular self and my, 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 myself, I was listening to understand that in order for me to love someone, uh, that she gave the scripture, Matthew 22, 36, and 40, uh, to love us, uh, you know, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And so the biggest thing in this, in that scripture, is that we have to learn how to love ourselves. Uh, and uh, yeah. Sister Valerie was saying to us, she was saying, how are you loving? How, how are you loving yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, let's not even talk about other people first. Let's talk about how you're loving yourself. How, are you, how how do you see yourself? How do you love yourself? Are you loving yourself with real uh, real love, or are you are loving yourself uh, with the picture somebody else gave you of yourself? Oh, so, yeah. Okay, so this is something that I you know because this is what I heard and I took it for me because I'm like wow. You know, you know that, that it was just listening to her made me go deep into mm-hmm. myself to think about yeah. uh, how am I loving me? You know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know because you know we are supposed to be selfless and love other people. But you know, it was mm-hmm. something that came across to me, and they said to me, "So you you need to stop being so selfless, and and you know, see because you think about others more than you think about yourself." And yeah. it's not that we're, we're, you know, we're supposed to think about ourselves, too, mm-hmm. as well as we think about, because he said, love yourself, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we have to, and how can we love our neighbor and don't love ourselves? Mm-hmm. How, can we show a, how can we show a love to a neighbor and we have no love for ourselves? How can we be self-consumed with someone else and we're not self-consumed with ourselves? We don't even look at the things that's going on in our lives, but we're pitching ourselves to look at someone else. That's kind of warped there, sis. That's kind of warped because then we're not giving them what they really need. Yeah. Why? Because we don't have what we need. Can I add one more thing? Just because Mm -hmm. you are dressed immaculately from head to toe and your makeup is flawless and your hair is tight, and your heels are bumping does not mean that you are loving yourself. That doesn't mean that you are not, not. but it doesn't mean that you are because we have mastered wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's what so many of us do, you know, and this is, this was, this was the purpose of girl talk. When we started this out back in September, August, it's been a while now of last year, that we started this, the first, the first topic we got was, who are you? <laughs> who are you? God said, who are you? And he said, I don't want to hear what you do. I don't want to hear that you're a mother or sister, and that's who you hide behind. He said, I don't want to hear, you know, we talk about what we wear and how we look and what we got. He said, that's not you. You see what I'm saying? I know this for myself, and I don't have to talk about anybody else. I can use Burgess herself. 
Practiced for many years, dressed herself from head to toe, head to hair was tight, clothes was right, everything was right, but her self-esteem was shocked. <laughs> and this is the reason why she did that, so people could look at what she had on and didn't really could see her. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we will use that as a false projection for people to look at that, and they'll never question who we are. So when I finally came to, to, to the truth of the light and started beginning and talking about that I had low self-esteem in my life until I got into Christ Jesus and he got into me, I had low self-esteem. And when I said that, people could not believe it. They said, I would have never thought that of you. No, because I wore nice clothes. I wore my hair right, nails right, everything was right. I even I even walked the walk. Yeah. I talked the talk. But, the, but, it, but I wasn't there. I wasn't really there. I learned, as, as Sister Bali said, I learned to mask myself. Mm-hmm. And how many of us today are masking ourselves? Yeah. You know, we got hurt going inside of us. We got pain. We got uh, uh, feelings of rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, we got feelings of abandonment going inside of us. Are we really loving ourselves the way God said to love our neighbors like we love ourselves? Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. Amen. You can't. You know, it's going to be false. It's going to be false just like you're falsifying that you love yourself. <laughs> so so if, 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 I'm re- if I'm not loving myself and I'm reaching out telling somebody that I love them, I'm lying. Mm. I'm lying mm. because I can't even love me yet. Mm-hmm. How can I love you? How can I love you? You know, I was I was going to go to wrap it up in a different way because I wanted to wrap it up in, in, in a relationship, a man and woman, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into that next week. I'm going to just stay right here for the last two minutes and three minutes. Oh. I, uh, because when I talk next week, we're going to be talking about being, I know you hear this phrase all the time, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I love them, but I'm not in love with them. Mm, mm, mm. You see, and the thing what I learned today, studying today, I learned that we got it backwards when we say that. We have it backwards. I don't even want to go in it because it's going to take too long to go into it. I'm going to save it to next, next Monday. But I want you, ladies, as we get ready to go off this line, I want you to think about how are you loving you? How are you loving you? I want that to be your focus for the rest of the week. How am I loving me? How do I see myself? Mm. You know, what do I see? I heard my sister say came on today and she said that she was in the Lord today. She, you know, she believed and she she was walking in his authority today. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's where it all starts at. Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to reconcile. See, when I came on, the Lord had me talking about reconciliation. And right. he was talking about reconciliation with him. Because yes. for us to be able to walk in who we are in him and be able to love ourselves and know who we really are, we have to be re- re- reconciled with the creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For us to learn who we are in him. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. When you started this, you said... Um, you talked about who we are, and the and if we look at Genesis, it says that they were naked and unashamed. And if Amen. we are not naked and unashamed before God, then we got some work to do. Untied. 
That's what I'm saying. Untied, yes. I know. I, I, you know, I heard some. I heard some good responses tonight. I heard people telling how they change and how they're loving on the Lord and how they're sharing. You know, and that that's that's the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the work of the Lord. So that means that you tapping in to yes. who you really are and starting to love you. Mm-hmm. See, because when mm-hmm. you can start loving you, then you can you can filter that love out to someone else. If we're not loving ourselves, if we call ourselves loving somebody else, it's a, it, 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 it's a motive behind the love. Mm-hmm. And I dare to say that. There's a motive behind the love. Yeah. It's not pure love. Because you yeah. have to learn to love you in order to give pure love to someone else. Yeah. The, the, the love that my sister read about, the, the words that she said. Valerie, could you read that again? That was agape love that she was giving us. Yes. Yeah. But it was my definition of agape. Okay, well, give me your definition of God. We had the 10 o'clock hour, ladies. I know I don't want to hold you, but I just want you to hear this again, and then we're going to close in prayer. Yeah, the sum total. <laughs> the sum total of agape is that our actions, attitudes, and affections towards another are consistent with God's highest good for them. Mm-hmm. This love has no conditions. There is no manipulation. There's no favors in return. Loving another means that we are committed to their growing into the best version of themselves, consistent with God's plan. Not what we want them to do, not who we want them to become, but who God says they are to be. And as parents and as in intimate relationships, Sometimes this means that you put space between you and others so that they can discover how much God loves them and so that you can discern what your role is at this season relative to that individual. Because sometimes we hold on so tight to something because we made a mistake. So we figured a way we're going to fix the mistake is uh, we'll get married or we'll be business partners or I'll buy you a new dress. No, that's not it. There's no conditions. There's no manipulation. There's no favor. And you can't fix the things that we've done out of God's order by ignoring them. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay, so ladies, did you all get that and you all heard that? So I want you you doing this week is to examine how you are loving you first. Okay. And, yes. and then second, I want you to examine how you're loving others. Okay. That's Amen. close to you. That's close mm-hmm. to you. And that could be your, your, your spouse. That could be your children. You know, you, you can do that. Amen? Mm-hmm. And don't forget God because sometimes we make deals with him if you give me sure that, that that's it. That's that that's that's for a moment. I'll do that. If you give me this promotion or title, I'll do that. If you mm. give me this platform, I'll do that. But no, it's that, 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 God. That, that's for a moment. Because mm. if you don't if you don't see how you love God, God. negotiating with him. 
<laughs> if you don't see how you're loving God, you will never see how you're loving yourself. You have to look at how you're loving God first before you can even look at how you're loving yourself. Amen. Yes. This is Amen. Sister Charmin, are you still on the line? Yes. Yes, I'm still on the line. I need you. The Holy Spirit and the Spirit of the Lord said for you to pray us out tonight. Yes. yes. Oh, boy. I'm just telling you that I'm praying, but dear God, thank you so much for this opportunity for all of us to be here today gathered and talking about love and how we should love you first and love ourselves. Thank you so much for all the knowledge that have been shared. Dear God, we're taking it to heart and we, we go in our, our way this week and we are going to continue to learn and come back and share with each other. And thank you so much again, God, as we continue to glorify your name. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Valerie. Thank you, women of God, for coming on Girl Talk. And I'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Keep on loving. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.